1: To the Orange is the New Black Podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie. Trying to get Zim in here. I don't know if he can or not because um, his wife and his child are asleep. So definitely don't want to disturb them. But tough loss. Uh, What I was saying is, you know, a lot of things um, went bad, but a lot of things went good. Definitely a winnable game uh, for the Bengals. I think um, the thing they got away from them in this game defense. You know, we looked at it really this um it really just reminded me of what we saw last year, 2019, week two, right? First first week in 2019, Bengals defense looks amazing against the Seahawks, uh comparable to what they really did essentially this year with uh the Chargers. And then you see week two, they just get boat raced. And you know, I saw something similar to that in this game, when you look at the defense, the run defense was non-existent. I mean, you just talk about that last drive where Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb they don't even they don't even pass the ball at all. They don't even pass the ball at all on that drive. and it takes them two minutes to come down and score a touchdown. You know, so many missed tackles. I don't even want to know what the total missed tackles in that game was. But literally, it was horrible. Um, when you look at the offensive side of the ball, Joe Burrow had to throw the ball 61 times. 61 times, uh, was sacked, I think, like three times. But it just it just was, even though he had a good game, 37 or 61, 316 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, it can't just all be on him, man. Like We can't just put the weight of everything on him. And I felt like that's what I came from this game um, looking at is everything was put on Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon had 16 attempts for 46 yards. Uh, You know, there was a run to Giovanni Bernard, and he had the burst. And there were just – I don't want to blame anything on anyone. And I I think that I'm out of the whole blame game kind of thing. But Burrow kept us in the game. Tyler Boyd, seven receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. Drew Sample had to step it up, seven receptions, 45 yards. Didn't get a touchdown, but he had to replace C.J. Uzoma. And we're going to have to depend on, you know, Drew Sample from here on out. You know, C.J. Uzoma pairs up to him. Was very solid, four receptions, 42 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Hope that he gets better. Ended up with a torn or a ruptured Achilles. We'll have to see what happened. But we saw it pop on camera. Did not look good. Um, so his season is likely over. Hopefully, he can get back. T. Higgins was uh, targeted in this game a couple times, had three receptions for thirty-five yards. Joe Mixon uh, basically stuck where he was in the in the first half. A.J. Green three receptions, twenty-nine yards, no touchdowns. Uh, probably still shaking off some rust from being out for a year and a half. I I don't think that we're gonna see that from A.J. Green. Like a lot of people are gonna say he didn't show up. I mean, he's the GOAT to me, so he gets a pass. I mean, we talk about Odell Beckham Jr. He had four receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Last week, he only caught three passes out of, I think, 10 targets. So, um, AJ will definitely return to form. I'm not worried about AJ. Things that I am worried about, offensive line. Uh, I mean, Bobby Hart bounced back tonight, but this line just did not give me any kind of comfort and, you know, we knew this was an issue. We kind of talked about it all off season. We never felt like they fully addressed the offensive line. Just bringing Jonah Williams back and Xavier Suofilo, yes, they lost him to injury. That really showed. But there were things like Fred Johnson tonight. And you guys know that I'm not a Billy, big Billy Price guy. But how do you not put Billy Price back in the game? Um, you know, offensive line struggles. Uh, have been a theme, the linebackers. Somebody in here said, how are you going to talk about the defense? What did the defense do tonight outside of making that goal line stand? Like, please tell me what they stopped tonight. I'm waiting. Like, Nick Chubb had 124 yards, two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt had 86 yards and a touchdown. Baker Mayfield was 16-23. to 23 For 219 yards, two touchdowns, and a lucky interception that he gave them. Like, they did absolutely nothing. Like, did we get a sack? Like, come on, man. Like, the defense didn't do anything tonight. Like, I saw absolutely nothing from them. And that can't happen. You cannot give Baker that much confidence. Let them go out by multiple scores and expect to win ball games. I understand this is an offensive league. We asked Joe Burrow for 30. He gave us 30. But the fact that we played no defense, the fact that we couldn't stop a nosebleed, the fact that we missed I don't know how many tackles, we got cooked. Yes, DeMondre Allen, we got cooked. Super cooked tonight. Like, I don't even... Like well done burnt steak, like the whole defense got cooked. Super missed tackles, Jesse Bates, bro. Too many tackles by missed tackles by Jesse Bates. Um, the linebacking core. I was tweeting during the game. Thank you Delta Kilo for the donation. They definitely couldn't stop a nosebleed. Like it was so bad. We we should probably consider signing Burfick back. Like Jermaine Pratt. I have quietly never been a Jermaine Pratt guy. I've never been a Jermaine Pratt believer. I don't want to react or overreact to one game, but I'm tired of the same problems being the same issues. And when I say that, we know that the offensive line is bad. We know that the linebacking core is bad. Why aren't we doing things to solidify those positions? That is what I'm saying. Like, you talk about, like, we had a whole episode, me and Zim had, about signing Larry Warford. You can't tell me right now that we don't need Larry Warford. Like, that just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Like, you could have had Larry Warford and you were like, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. We could just put in Fred Johnson. Nah, I'm good. We could just put in these bums that really should not even be there. So I don't know, man. Like, I think the linebacking thing, I know that it's the fact that the young linebackers, the rookies like Logan Wilson, didn't really have a preseason and everything, but you gotta do something. Lou and Arumu, Lou, you making me look bad, bro. I tried to say that I believed in you. I can't say that after tonight. Like, there were too many games where or there were too many plays where guys were just wide open, like wide open in the flats, like just wide open for the taking. And a lot of defensive calls just really didn't make sense tonight. And the defense just wasn't there. Um, Offensive line and defensive line, Uh, you know, all levels of the defense, they just weren't there. And to me, it's like you have to do something and – Give Joe Burrow some help. Like, you know, we we also talk about missed opportunities. I don't like to dwell on the past. The Tyler Boyd connection, that one should have happened. Tyler made up for it later in the game. But when you really look at that play and, and where that moment was, Zach Taylor has to call it better, a better, like, set of plays especially when Gio was down. I'm not mad at the refs for calling them down, but why don't you use and call a quarterback sneak the next play? You know, it wouldn't – you know, I could see if that couldn't be called if you never ran a, a sneak on that halt drive. But literally, like, two or three plays later, you started to call a read option play with Joe Burrow. So, like, to me, the Tyler Boyd play doesn't even happen if Zach calls the right play. And I saw the Bengals shoot themselves in the foot too many times with the play calling. Like some of the play calling was definitely suspect. So, you know, I know what Zach was trying to do there, but nah, bro. Like you got to like, you can't be, you have to call A1 play calls. Mike Thomas, shout out to him. Definitely proved he's um, earned a spot on this team. Uh, Shout out to Alonzo Ars. I appreciate the donation, bro. Um, He says that we need to go all out on O-line and defense this offseason if we want to contend for a championship. For sure. We've got Burrow. Like, that wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not trying to say, like, that was a bad performance. I feel inspired. I feel like we know that Joe Burrow is special. I feel like I know that we can score with anyone in this league. I just feel like it's unfair to Joe and it makes us look bad that we don't have an offensive line backing him that we don't have a defense that will play for him, and that we don't have guys around him that will play as inspired as Joe Burrow did. Joe was great tonight. The future is bright. I'm not trying to be cynical or anything. Like nobody's gonna be laughing at us. You're right, Willie. Really. Nobody's laughing at us. But if we want to take it, just it just sucks, man. Because like. I just think back to like the Zimmer defenses, and I'm not asking for a top five, top 10 defense. I just want a defense that can give Joe Burrow the break that he needs. I just want an offensive line that's average, right? And with perfect timing, my man Zim just jumped in. Zim, how you feeling about this game, bro? They're saying that I'm being a Debbie Downer, but but what do you feel about this game? I was, I was basically saying like we didn't give Joe Burrow enough help.
0: Um, appreciate you for for having me, man. I appreciate you know you taking the time out to do this at, at midnight. So if you guys are listening no, to this no. on a podcast, this guy's going hard at midnight. I appreciate everybody that's in here. I, it's great to be a Bengals fan. Uh, unlike last week, I feel so much better about uh, the offense, I guess, than what I did last than what I did last week. Remember how you were a little bit more optimistic. Right. Uh, I, I will say this Joe Burrow can never throw 60 times a game and just go into shootouts with this, with this, with this offensive line. This offensive line in, in this, in this defense that has no pass worth whatsoever. He right. can never, he can never, we'll, we'll never win that way. We'll be, we'll win five games if we're lucky that way. So that can't happen. The other thing that I can say is this, though. He scored 30 points, three touchdowns, 300 yards, no interceptions. You always felt like, or at least I always felt like I had a chance to win that game. The biggest mistakes of the game were like mixing again, again. It's it's mixing again two weeks straight trying to do way too much. The biggest play of the game to me is when they were at the goal line and Mixon tries to go get the two, three extra yards and backs him up off of the one-yard line, that was a huge play because I think that's the same drive where Tyler Boyd drops the touchdown, but yeah. that's the, that's the difference between, and then we settle for a field goal. That's the biggest difference between a one-possession and a two-possession game, and it changed everything. The other biggest play of the game is another guy, Joe Burrow, trying to do too much at one time, and then the shitty-ass offensive line he he goes and dro- we get the ball back with the fourth down stand at that point i'm thinking the game we're going to win we're down seven but i'm thinking we're going to win the game uh joe burrow goes for the drop back his i don't know if it's his arrogance in the pocket but miles garrett is coming and, and you got to be able to feel it part of what makes joe burrow special is he can feel it there's so many different times in the game where he was able to dip a shoulder, get past. I think uh Troy Eggman even said, like, I don't even know how he evaded the Russians on a on a all bunch right. of on a bunch on a bunch of different uh, situations. In a goal line situation like that, Joe Burrow's gotta be so much smarter than that. And I'm gonna be very hard on Joe Burrow all year. But that fumble right there at the one yard line, just giving them seven points, those two things on them goal line things, like Joe Burrow said it before the game. There's going to be two two plays that I can make that's going to change this whole thing around. And that's the difference when you're looking at them down by five. You're playing against an emotional team like Landry, Mayfield, and, and OBJ. Those three, if you can get the momentum taken out of them, you can blow the doors off of them. Like, I just was waiting for that moment, and we had it with the fourth down stand, but then you get a ball right back to them. To put up 30 points, I'm going to tell you, Beginning at the beginning of this game, you said you that they're mad at you for being a Debbie Downer. I never felt like I felt ever in the last eight years of the Bengals organization, the first couple of possessions, how we looked on offense. Just, just from an aggressive standpoint, like I felt like we were a high-octane offense. I wasn't just praying that we get a third down. I felt like they're – like, and even they went for it on that first, fourth down and fourth. It's just, we felt so unstoppable. Even they haven't even hit their peak. I just felt so good about how he felt. But the thing that changed is he started to get hit. They started to fuck him up. And, and it kind of changed. And then you're forcing him to drop back 61 times. That is the most attempts from a rookie since 2001. You cannot win national football games like that. It's so many different things running through my head. I love this post-game shit. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just going crazy. But I, th- the beginning of that game, I never – I haven't felt like that from a Bengals team since 2015. I, I kid you not where I felt like the offense had a rhythm and everything to it. That's what's so unfortunate about that missed snap because the snap, that drive, they had a good rhythm on that drive. And all he had to do was call that timeout like a second earlier, and that and that drive is a touchdown. Like, the feel that I had from that game, it, it's like this rhythm that I cannot explain. But all the great teams, like the, the Pat Mahomes, like just what – like now that we have a full Sunday, my invitation to everybody, if you think the defense is trash, if you think uh, whatever you think, if you think the offensive line is trash, please – go watch Russell Wilson play. Please go watch Aaron Rodgers play. It's not much different, I assure you. Although I will say that Seahawks have now better their line than what it was in years prior. But you're still going to see the pressure. You're still going to see them make plays. You're not going to see a defense give up like what they just did. But I promise you this, the Bengals won't look like that on defense ever again for the rest of this football year. I I don't think there's never, there's not going to be anybody that's going to run on them like that. And the key to it is a scoring points early.
1: No, that's facts. I like, I wasn't trying to be upset or anything about the way the game went on. I was just saying like, we got to give Joe Burrow more, more help. Like he played an amazing game. It's just the defense, just like so many missed tackles. Like when I just look at that, it's just like, I don't know what's going on with the defense, the offensive line. I just don't want them to get Joe Burrow killed. But it's evident that we got one. Like, I I, I mean, to be 0-2 right now, to score 30 points in this game on primetime, like Zim said, to have a feeling of, all right, cool, we coming right back. Like, I never had that feeling with, like, Andy Dalton. And, like, I don't even want to bring up Andy or whatever. But, like, people are – I had made a tweet saying, like – like um. Like, this isn't the situation. Like, I wouldn't have had his confidence if this was Andy Dalton out here. Like, I don't have confidence in being like, we're going to run it back up on you or anything. With Joe, I had that confidence. Because, like, the crazy part was early on, on in the game on Twitter, I think the Browns might have gone up by, like, two scores or something. And, and I seen fans, fake fans on there talking about, like, Oh, I'm logging off and this and that. And I'm like, nah, this is Joe. Like, this ain't Andy. Like, this ain't the Andy Bengals where we just gonna lay down and that's it, it's game over. Like, nah, this is Joe. And so um, that is something that I'm I'm real excited about. But I think the supporting cast for the Bengals, Joe was going hard out there. We need everybody going hard, like Joe was going hard. And I think that's why he came in and he's a captain. But we got to we got to surround this kid with more consistency. Like, I don't know, Zach Taylor, what your plan is. Do not let Jim Turner get you fired, bro, because that's the path that you're on. Like you're talking about Fred Johnson allowing a man to dive into Joe Burrow's legs. You're playing a really dangerous game there because if Joe Burrow goes down, we might not win a game this season. Like I'm gonna just be real. Like we're not right. going to game this season if Joe Burrow goes down because we already know what Ryan Finley is. Right. right. So, so like my thing right. is, I just hope that Zach Taylor does not let Jim Turner be his downfall. And I mean, I'm not a Billy Price guy. We talked about Billy Price on the last show. After that man almost took his legs out, you gotta throw Billy Price in there, bro. Like I'm, I'm sorry. Like somebody. Even if it's a dingy, I don't know. But, like, you can't risk Joe Burrow, like, getting killed because that's the franchise. It's the merchandise. Um, Zim, we've talked about John Ross on this show. I've had John Ross's back. Tonight he did something that just made me, like, I don't know if I can rock with him anymore. Like, that play where the Bengals are going into the half, we're down by two scores. The Browns get the ball after it. Like... I'm not even asking Ross to make the catch, but to not make an effort on that play, bro. Like that—that might have been the, the point when I was done. Do you feel how there's do, how often any? How do we
0: say that? That's crazy. A lot,
1: a lot, a lot. And before, before to be honest with you, I'm not trying to to hate on Andy, but maybe I thought it was that he was frustrated because Andy wasn't throwing a good ball or something like that. Like that's why he's not. But now that makes me look at the past from last week and it's like was it that you didn't try or was it that Joe threw a bad ball but to like show no effort to try to be in the catch bro I can't I can't rock with that I I'm
0: gonna tell you this maybe because I, I I'm I'm with every, I'm with I'm with everybody right now I just I'm finally at this point for the first time ever, I just don't think John Ross understands football. Like he doesn't understand mm-hmm. like the intricate parts of like helping out a quarterback, like in a scramble drill, or just his instincts don't kick in. You 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 have to spoon feed John Ross like plays, and he has to be set up in a in a great system. We were talking about this before we went on the air tonight. I want to see – for all the people that think that John Ross is trash, he's not trash. He just has to – he's one of the players. He would have to be in a system. I I think a system like Patriots would be too complex for him. But he would have to be in a system like the Chiefs where it's just like this is a guaranteed play for you and you're going to be open in space to get you in the rhythm of a football game. If he doesn't have that, he doesn't have the know-with-all – to, like, be alert, be ready, come back, make a play, like, unscripted. He's not that guy. And and I finally hit that cross. I crossed that crossroads tonight. Like, he's – if it's not scripted, he's not going to understand it and he's not going to make a play. Another thing I'm going to tell you about Ross is this, too. Because of the way that he has described to his game, like, last week, um, there's going to be a lot of times where you're going to see him where he's flying, but it doesn't look like he is. Even tonight, in real time, if they were to clock him going across, you're you talking about the play where he's going across to the left, right? He's yeah. going across the spin. He's going a million miles per hour, but I think from a quarterback standpoint, he was he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready, and that's the problem. But there's gonna be quarterbacks that have problems. Like you have to be so on point with him. Like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, you gotta really get your reps with Ross to even get him on point. But the fact that he wasn't even alert and ready for that, there's gonna be a lot of missed throws because it's hard to judge his speed because the way he runs, the I watch the way he strides. He is running mm-hmm. so fucking fast a lot of times, mm-hmm. and, it, and it looks so casual. I'm gonna tell you a bigger problem. Fuck Ross. Like, let's get off of Ross.
1: Ross Are we box. gonna end up wasting Joe Burrow's potential in prime? Do you think that? That's what Mike Ray wants to know.
0: Are we gonna waste his potential in prime? Mm-hmm. It, it's a possibility. I, I mean, for the first time, you know, like watching this tonight, like the the is is as aggressive as they uh, are in the offseason season games and stuff. They have to get just as aggressive on his offensive line. And, and it's it's what everybody that's our ops, all our ops, have been telling us all all season. Y'all gonna get Joe Burrow killed, but I think the hope, and the dreams, and the aspirations that we have for Joe Burrow, we all just wanted to believe that he could just offset it. But it 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 just can't happen that way. It can't. It can't. It's not that simple. If you mm-hmm. go look at the, go look at the Browns tonight, they invested in their line. They went and got Tristan Works in the first round. They went right. and got in free agency. They got Conklin. They did everything that you have to do to go around a quarterback. And I think But they- who was who
1: was better tonight? Because we got a Browns fan in here. Who was better between Baker and Joe? Because I felt Joe, like it was Joe. Joe, Joe it was Burrow, easily by, Joe. By, by,
0: by, by <laughs> mouth. But 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 Joe Burrow by mouth. See, Baker Mayfield is the kind of guy. And, and don't I'm gonna talk about something that I don't think nobody's talking about tonight. I'm gonna talk about the wide receiver. And you know who I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about 18. Right. I want to talk. Don't let me forget about that. Right. Baker May Baker Mayfield is a pussy. All right. I'm going to just put that out there first and foremost. And I'm only just saying that because it's a little late and you're going to get to raws him tonight. He's a pussy prick that wants to be able to walk around and say, yeah, I did this and I got this. And, and I am Joe Burrow. He'll never be Joe Burrow. So whoever that guy is, tell him to shut up because like he'll never be that. He's a rhythm thrower. He's like the Kyle Lowry of of the nfl like if everything's going right it, it's going to look good it's going to be on point mm-hmm. early in early in that game baker mayfield forced the the Bengals out of the, he was in a great rhythm and he forced the Bengals to get out the box it opened up the whole entire run game for them for the whole entire game after that the Bengals couldn't recoup they they, mm-hmm. they couldn't and it was the worst storm on on earth to have mike daniels and geno atkins in the middle of the field be out and what did they run? Delayed handoffs, counters to people like Covington that hadn't been with the defensive line at, at, long at all. So gap right. assignment, gap assignments and all these things were lost. All mm-hmm. the linebackers that were supposed to come up like Bynes and Pratt missed all their tackles and picked wrong gaps all night. Jesse Bates will come up in those same spots and miss tackles. How that ties in with Baker Mayfield is he gets a thrill off of that and he actually thinks he's worth a damn. He actually thinks he's he is Joe Burrow. He never got put in any pressure situations. The real quarterbacks that win in this league get put in pressure situations and they eat it up. You watch Joe Burrow convert fourth and five, fourth and four, all night, and he loved it. It was nothing. It was third down. He ate it like like snacks, and he'll do it right. all again. If he would have got the ball on on an onside kick, he would have won. In, he would have won the football game. So if you're looking at the the game in a vacuum, if you're looking at straight stats, which I'm not going to do. Because Baker right. Mayfield would have been forced to throw more later in the game had, had the game presented itself that way. He didn't have to because they ran right. all over us. But right. just look at what you, every pressure situation that Burrow had, everything that he had to do, he took him down the field every single time and put up 30 points and threw 60 passes in his second NFL start, the most right. attempts since 2001. He is not normal.
1: He's five for five on fourth down, and shout it, out to it, Malcolm Malone for the donation.
0: Anybody saying that Joe Burrow wasn't lit tonight is just a is a person that's been telling you with somebody else's balls in their mouth the whole entire offseason, trying to tell you that Joe Burrow's a bust. That's that right. guy. He's trying to right. make sure that he he could convey that to his friends, and, and he could be right on something, and he's not realizing his eyes just just watch. Joe Montana-like comebacks come right down the field, storming down the field. It actually made that game manageable. If the offense wasn't the defense, the Browns would have put up 45. They didn't even punt, did they?
1: Right. Nah, I don't think so. Not at all.
0: The only reason why they didn't score 45 points is because Joe Burrow had those long-standing drives. He had the one one on the first drive of the game and then the one later on, like 10-minute drives. And that's all Joe Bro like, handling it. He took everything off the top? Bet, we're going to go underneath. We're going to go Mike Thomas. We're going to, shit, Higgins, you want some of this, too? Uzama, you want some of this, too? Sample, we're going to feed you, too. He went everywhere, picked you apart, went to every single person that you had out there. It just wasn't right. enough time, and the defense didn't help him.
1: So let's talk about AJ. Obviously, we had him on the show. I said that I'm not going to talk bad about the GOAT. I honestly think that it could just be something where he was rusty. And even when you look across the line and you talk about OBJ, OBJ had a similar game last week, and then you saw what he did this week. You said not to let that slip. So what were your thoughts on on A.J. Green? I'm
0: going to tell you, the GOAT, I love you, A.J. If you're watching this, I'm going to call you tomorrow, whatever. But listen, I've never seen – And maybe my expectations are really high. That was the worst game that I remember seeing from AJ in a very long time, like a really long time. And I know he hasn't played since 2018 or whatever, right? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying it in this aspect. Every single catch that he did get, it was so tightly covered. You know how we talk about odd and take not get separation? He had no separation. One of the things that I wanted Joe Burrow to do is get away from throwing to Denzel Ward denzel ward
1: yeah denzel right. ward was denzel, i don't i don't get why they kept targeting him bro. they kept on
0: going at him denzel ward played the game of his life but then i'm gonna tell you this the other dude mitchell who i have no respect for at all he Smart. was blank he blanketed the goat that's the Smart. part that scared me and then Smart. when aj did had the opportunities in the somebody in my in my live was saying well you know, they um they grabbed AJ's hand when he was going to The GOAT don't care about that type of stuff. In the back of the end, right before the Tyler Boy uh touchdown, AJ right. flat out just dropped the touchdown. He never right. drops that type of touchdown. He had another right. pass where he dropped. Like, like he he in and, and the, the 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 thing that scared me about him the most is on every single catch that he had. The three catches that he did have, because he's on my fantasy football team, of course.
1: Yes, yeah,
0: he's in my flex, and I'm going against Tyler Boyd, who ate at the end of the game. Congrats, Tyler Boyd. Um, <laughs> but uh, a- AJ Green, uh, every single one of those three catches, he worked so hard for those catches. They were so contested, like I've never seen before. He was blanketed. Now, mind you, Joe Burrow doesn't have many game time things with him. He threw some mm-hmm. good. He threw some good balls to him. At, at, at some key spots in the game, and a couple of them weren't good. I, I have to go back and go look at it. We're fresh off the game, but there were two passes that I felt like were super catchable, and one was a flat, a flat out drop. And every single catch that A.J. had, blanketed coverage. Blanket. Sure. Whether it was Mitchell or Denzel, I've never seen a game like that from A.J. Green, ever.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Ever. I think it was, like I said, I Now, if we start seeing that week three, week four, then I'll say something. But, you know, for me, I think just the fact that he hasn't played in a while is is he's got to kind of shake those cobwebs off a little bit. But like you said, he was heavily blanketed. He did have a tough matchup with Denzel Ward, who, like you said. Mike Ross, appreciate you for the donation, bro. You say, do you think no preseason hurt us? Um, I think, of course. I mean, I think it definitely threw off – some chemistry because we had guys that were in and out. Obviously, A.J. got hurt in camp early on. That kept him out of camp and probably messed up some of his chemistry with Burrow. Same with John Ross. He had to go back for COVID. Um, You're seeing guys like Mike Thomas really flash because those were the guys that were really there. The shocker to me, though, was the guy that he had the most chemistry with. Um, you know, some people would say Tyler Boyd. Some people would say Mike Thomas. It seemed like it was out and take, but I don't know if that was just during practices where the media was privy to him and he was a healthy, a healthy scratch tonight. We kind of talked about that, but I don't know. I mean, I think like like we've all said, you know, out of all of the stuff that happened in this game, this was not an embarrassing game. The Bengals were in this game all the way up until the last second, like really the onside kick. So. For me, I think that this was still a game that, you know, they can improve on. Like, this is a stepping stone. This is a building block. But, Zim, I don't want to keep you up too late. I know it is late. It's 1230. Um, Anything that you wanted to say before we get out of (sighs) here?
0: No. I I think I I appreciate you letting me get all that off my chest.
1: No, that's all good.
0: Like, like, because it's, it's like, super late and – I don't. I. I don't want to. I want to get a clear thought. I really want to rewatch this game. I really do because there's so many things that I'm like really questioning, like about this team. Um, you know me, I'm always offense first. I guess mm-hmm. I'm really. I'm. Uh, you know, I'm not really bothered by that. Mixon, just. I just think he's just trying too hard. I, I don't know. I just, I just want it's to exact look at the Zach with
1: the play call, and I had to call him out on that a little earlier. But um, it looks like, hold on, it looks like Alonzo has one last question for you. He says, Zim, do you think Mike Brown is holding the Bengals back from being a championship team because we just need some work on the O-line and defense?
0: I don't feel like that's a Mike Brown thing. I think they're trusting Jim Turner to, like, I think they get in a room. They talked to him about it. Like, I told Ace about this before the game. I said, hey, look, they're going to bench Billy Price. Like, I, I got word from a player that said they're going to bench Billy Price because I made a post on my page, and I said, um, you know, uh, Xavier's out. Uh, Billy Price, you're up. And the player messaged me and said, no, not so fast. Like, like Jim Turner hates him. They don't like and I don't think the players like Jim Turner. But what has happened is Zach has trusted him so much, and I think he trusts Lou so much is that in an offseason, I think they really, really believe that they can compete with elite pass rushers and stuff. And I, I just think they trusted them way too much because now in hindsight, like, look at this. Darius Phillips is a legit starting corner, right? You spent right. all that money on Trey Wayne's and you could have got Byron Jones. That's the one thing that I kept on saying all along. You could have got Byron Jones with the same money. But bet, bet, you didn't even do that. In hindsight, is everything I didn't like the Trey wayne's thing off the brick so I ain't even using hindsight. That money absolutely should have went to a guard, and it, right. it, it and, and that's the one thing that we we're talked about at. We're gonna be ta- we're gonna be talking about that all year. Is like they were so aggressive in free agency. Oh, Warford,
1: and, I keep saying Warmat. My bad, uh,
0: Bobby Womat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh but. Um, they just neglected the whole offensive line thing. I mean, they went and got Xavier Silafilo, who actually looked really good in game one. But um is that that's really troubling. Like I like Mike Jordan, I like everything, but Bobby Hart just 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 pops off the screen. He just pops off the screen every snap. Joe Burrow never, ever looks comfortable. He never does. I feel like he the, the the amazing part about him is this. Andy would have took eight sacks tonight. Mm-hmm. He would have took eight sacks tonight. Another thing is he would have threw it away so, so early. Sometimes a lot of us are, like, even in my life, I'm like, Joe, throw it away. Throw it away. He's going to make plays, like, stretch out later on in his career and stuff like that when he really has the opportunity to do it, he really has a good pocket, and then mm-hmm. a guy comes, and then when the, def- the greats do this every week. Guy comes in off the edge. Boom. We're just going to come step up in the pocket, and we're going to put the pressure on the corners to come move up, and then I'm going to just hit somebody. Russell Wilson, just watch. That's my thing. I'm going to just close. I'm going to just shut up. Watch some football this weekend. I know it's hard for some people to watch teams outside of what you do. Our team is not much different than any of the teams that most people sensationalize. Just watch. And, And the number one team that I want everybody to watch is the Seahawks. Their line is not going to protect like you think. Uh, Their defense is not elite. Like, the Legion of Boom is long gone. But they always have a chance with Russell Wilson, and he makes these plays. But you cannot cannot allow 35 points. His defense isn't going to do that. And and that's the thing. If they don't do that, Joe Burrow will be fine. Like, he'll be fine. And Mixon can get more involved in the game. But it's the the thing I, I stress every week. You have to score 27 28 points a week, every week. I don't care who you are. If you don't do that, your defense is it, it puts it just puts so much pressure on it. Like I, I would give a whole tutorial on what the offense does for the whole game plan. The Browns did exactly what they're supposed to do: get people to be honest with their defense assignments, get them out the box. That's step one. Once you do that. It all clicks, and everybody plays complimentary football. Your offense is now giving your defense a breather. Then you're now limiting the snaps of the opposition. Like I said, that game would have been 45 to fucking 20 or something like that if Joe Burrow didn't have success that he had and he didn't have a two really really long drives. That game would have been ugly. If that was Dalton, y'all would be screaming at the at, at like <laughs> this organization. Mike Brown needs to sell the team. Like everybody. So the question that that I'm going to bring it back full circle, we're fine. Joe Burrow will be fine. The team will be fine. Mike Brown is not going to doom the team. Jim Turner could doom the team with his arrogance, not thinking that the offensive line needed to be addressed. Zach Taylor needs to put some hair on his nuts because this is the hairy nuts gang that I represent. He better put some hair on his nuts and talk to these boys and say, look, y'all finally got me on board with this. Get John Ross. Y- y- y'all can trade John Ross and Gio. Those are our two pieces that 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 actually like people actually want those people. Those two guys right there. And I and I and I love Gio, but I I need an offensive line. I need a guard right now. Whoever a, a legit guard is off the like like right now, you're not going to get a tackle in free agency. I already told you in the offseason, season, it, the first pick is going to be a cornerback or a tackle, but it just depends on where we're drafting at but they got to go get a right a right tackle
1: in the No, draft. that's real. That's You're real. not going
0: you're not going to get a right tackle in 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 a trade, you're not going to get it in a free agency, but you could have got a guard and you can go make a play for a guard right now. There's a guard on somebody's bench right now. There's a guard on somebody's bench right now that would start for us. That's what we're we'll do, we'll do in the team. If they if they lose that aggressiveness, that's what we're we'll doing the team. Not Mike Brown. Mike Brown did what he had to do. DJ Reader was out there. DJ Reader actually had a decent game, but he can't do it
1: by himself. Yeah, he definitely can't do it by himself. So thank you guys for tuning in. We got 329 people live right now. We appreciate all of y'all. Please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Definitely be sure to follow Zim at Zim underscore Hude. Uh, He does the lives during every game. I was in there earlier. Zim had me uh pulling up earlier, had me feeling right. Um, but definitely be sure to check out all of the stuff that we have coming. This is the Orange is a B- New Black Podcast. Um, a good a good way to start the season in terms of if you had to go 0-2 and this is how it was, I think that we would all take it. The progression and what we have seen from Joe Burrow, hopefully we can use that as a stepping stone in building blocks and improve. Uh, we appreciate y'all for holding us down. Hootay. Hootay.